Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Peter Gabriel on Rock 102. So baseball talks continue. Russia, Ukraine talks continue. None of it going anywhere so far. And as for the weather here, highs in the low 40s today. You got uh, Poland. We're going to go to Poland this morning. All the way to Poland. Yeah, I posted last night that we're going to talk to Paul Kozer from V1 Vodka, and he's on the Polish-Ukraine border. And my wife says, yeah, you're kidding, right? I'm like, no, seriously, he's... That's where he is. He's he's, uh, he's, he's doing, right there, and he's doing a lot of humanitarian work. And uh, we'll talk with Paul after just after six this morning. That's like uh, I don't know. You're you're good with the times. What uh, what time is it over there in Poland? I'm gonna guess it's at least. Uh, well, I have to look at my app. I'd say mid afternoon, seven or eight hours. But is it tomorrow? Because I know you have no. a problem with you no. know figuring. Remember, you had to interview that guy, <laughs> and you were like, you I, didn't know what day. You I am gonna slap your mouth. It's I'm today. Ju- it's today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't uh, exactly cross the international dateline in this situation. (laughs) Also, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com coming up after 8 o'clock and a bunch of other stuff, too. It's 535 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Is it snowing in Southwick? Are there power outages in Palmer? Rock 102 is... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 in ACDC with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Here's the weather. Highs in the low 40s today with sun and clouds. High 30s tomorrow. About an inch of snow or so at 90%. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, yee-haw! Did Max and Dave see the American Country Music Awards last night? Shoot, I missed it! Oh my god, unpredictable is the best word to describe last night's ACMs and Miranda Lambert finally won Entertainer of the Year, but she wasn't there. She was in Great Britain to perform at the Country to Country Festival. Great Britain? They don't got no cowpokes in Great Britain. Racist Morgan Wallen was actually invited and then won Album of the Year for Dangerous, the double album. Oh, shoot. He thanked his son and everyone who has shown me grace along the way. And honestly, it was the best album of the year, minus the racial connotations that he did in that parking lot outside of his house. <laughs> What's so great about Great Britain anyway? I don't know. It's not all that great when you really look at it. What are you talking it. about? You don't know that she's going over there? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad we covered that. I'm so that glad would, we did, that too. That would have been a major mistake. Well, I mean, if nobody had known about it, if I hadn't talked about it, then nobody would have heard about that. Let's talk about uh, Fred Durst. How about that? We haven't uh, talked oh, about Fred good. Durst well, in years. Yeah, and there's very good reasons for that. Mr. Limp Biscuit. Li- yeah, he does uh, have a Limp Biscuit. Uh, Fred Durst almost lost thousands of dollars worth of stuff to a thief who got into his yard, but thanks in part to security cameras, all that gear is back in his possession and alleged uh, crook, uh, the alleged crooks in custody. You know why they returned why? it? Because they realized we're not going to get any money for Fred Durst stuff. Yeah. Hey, man! You taking my dignity? No, Fred. There was never here any <laughs> never any here to begin with. You didn't have value from the start. Law enforcement uh, sources tell TMZ a 30-year-old man walked through a gate onto Fred's LA property Friday and made his way into the backyard where he stumbled across a Tesla charger, a violin, and a few other things. Wow, some yeah. random stuff. 
Well, maybe an empty Natty Daddy can from 1996, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Even that was past the prime. Uh, the stuff was valued at about $3,000, but eh, long story short, they wound up catching the guy hours later. And Fred got all his stuff back. Good. I can't imagine anyone trying to rifle through Fred Durst's stuff could be considered to be a criminal mastermind. It's not exactly the crime of the century. I don't know. Some of that stuff might be worth something to somebody. You could sell it on the open market for some memorabilia. Yeah, they, but did you hear what I said? It's owned by Fred Durst. I know. Hey, somebody's willing to pay for some of that crap. Did you, uh, have you, have either of you seen Pam and Tommy? Yes. Okay. So, perfect example of somebody who can steal something from a complete idiot like Tommy Lee. Right. Uh, you know, it's pretty easy to do because these people don't lock up their stuff like they should. Sure. Or let people on their property that right. they should not. But if you were stealing stuff from, say, like a John Stamos. Okay, well, you know what? Everybody would want a little piece of John Stamos. Yeah. Who doesn't want a piece of John Stamos? I wouldn't mind a few pieces. <laughs> uh, the actress who played Will's mom and Aunt Viv on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air will guest star in an upcoming episode of Bel-Air later this month. Daphne Maxwell-Reed was the second Aunt Viv. Uh, and Vernie Watson-Johnson played Will's mom. The first Aunt Viv... Hates the show, right? I like think. she hates everything associated with Will Smith or the Fresh Prince. I I can't keep up. I know uh, the dad died or the uncle uncle died. Right? Did she? I thought she died too. The mom. I have no idea. See, I'm I know not, one of them was real hostile and bitter. You know, the show is so new. I just haven't really familiarized myself. It's almost with too the cast fresh. Of it. Yeah. Violet in the Fred Durst category. Who cares? That's right. The uh, Muppet Show band Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are getting their own show on Disney+. Plus. Nice. So soon? <laughs> the Muppets Mayhem, and it stars Lily Singh as a junior record company executive who has to help the band cut their first album. The show starts filming in April. When do Waldorf and Stadler get their own shows? That's what I want to know. I thought they, uh... I thought they had, like, didn't they have shorts with them in it? Yeah, maybe, but were, I mean, like, I don't know. full-length movie with those guys. Come well, on. That's the problem. There's so much ageism in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It, well, there's ageism is everywhere, but, you know. But in particular in the uh, in the uh, the puppetry <laughs> industry, there's a lot of ageism. Do you, uh, do you have a favorite uh, anti-war song, do you? No. No. Nope. Are you sure? Uh, a list of anti-war songs includes, uh, ready? One by Metallica. All right, that's my favorite. That's number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Take that back. That's my favorite. BYOB from System of a Down. Forget everything I said. That's my favorite. Zombie from the Cranberries is a war so- anti-war song? Yes. That's my favorite. I don't listen to all the lyrics. I just like the way she zombie, zombie. Sounds like she got hiccups in that song. So Edwin Starr ain't on the list? With war? We're all I sleeping mean, on, on Edwin Starr. No, Edwin Starr is not on the list oh, at on. all. What kind of list is that? Then? Bulls on, on Parade. Well, what is this list good for? <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Bulls on Parade, Rage Against, Rage Against the Machine. That's that's my favorite. All Along the Watchtower from Hendrix. All right, forget everything I said. Imagine, that's, that's my favorite. Imagine from John Lennon. Yeah. That's my favorite. Uh, Gimme Shelter by the Stones. What? I, what kind of song is that again? An anti-war song. It's not an anti-war song. Sure it is. Well, I guess they got the guns mentioning in there. Okay, I, that's kind of vague, I well, think. The, the whole lyrics are yeah. war, yeah. Uh, children, right? Is that what he says? Yeah, war, children, 
more war. Something about a shot away. Yes. That's right. Yes. It's one of those songs you don't want to hear on your way into work because you know that day's going to be crap. You know the, the woman rest. that sings in the background there, Mary Clayton, of that song? Yeah. She had a miscarriage while singing that song. She was singing so so loud and so crazy. She went home and <laughs> she got a miscarriage. She was pregnant at the time. Wow. Well, that's kind of a downer, isn't yeah. it? Well, hey. Oh, Dave. Just... Man, I was trying to uplift people, uplift people before <laughs> oh, they go to work. Oh, you're going to uplift people with some war songs. Okay. I anti, got <laughs> it's anti-war songs. Right. Fortunate Son by Credence. Yes, that's good. And uh, Orange Crush by R.E.M., hmm. which was also a great cover band locally here in Springfield. It's also pretty delicious soda, too. That was the first time over at Makara's Lounge on Allen and Cooley Street that I saw a woman flash her lady parts wow. to... Aaron Fay, who was the singer of Orange Crush at the time. To Aaron Fay? Yeah. This was going back 22 years ago. But I, that's not an indictment of Aaron Fay. He's a damn good-looking man like anybody else. He but is, but that was his uh, that was his thing. Were if, beads involved, by the way? A little bead exchange there for the flash? Oh, or the, he didn't need beads. This okay. was, I was standing up on a mm. mezzanine yes. uh, that surrounded the entire... I don't know if you've ever been to Macar's? Yeah. When it, before it was a AAA office and then Eblins? <laughs> uh, but it was the... The mezzanine around, and then uh, this chick is like, I'm standing up on the mezzanine, and you can see the chick in front of the stage, and she's just lifting up her skirt. She didn't have any underwear on. Oh, those lady parts. Oh, those lady parts. Yeah. I'm thinking you're talking about the upper deck, which is always no. easier to show off. No. Uh, That's a good show. The fortunate thing, it didn't end like the way Dave just said that Rolling Stones song ended. <laughs> <laughs> And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Home improvements, renovations, vacations. Little opportunity employer. The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. It is 6 a.m. And as for the weather, highs in the low 40s today, sun and clouds. Tomorrow, high 30s, about an inch or so of snow at 90%. And the weather brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road in Springfield, Cottage Street in East Hampton, and TaxlandOnline.com. Here's your 102-second sports, starting with hockey. Springfield Thunderbirds over the Laval Rocket last night, 5-2. 31 saves for Charlie Lindgren in goal. It's the man they call Chucky Sideburns. And win number 30 for the T-Birds. They visit the Charlotte Checkers for a two-game weekend set beginning this Friday. NHL overnight, the Kings... Over the Bruins, 3-2 in overtime. Football, the pay, uh, the New England Patriots yesterday releasing 31-year-old linebacker Kyle Van Noy. The move creates about $4 million in salary cap space for the team. The big news in the NFL yesterday, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley suspended for a season for gambling on Falcons games. Now, let's get this straight. Ray Rice got two games for beating his wife. Adrian Peterson got six games for felony child abuse greg hardy served four games for beating his girlfriend ridley gets a full season 17 games for using fan duel okay baseball apparently a full 162 game major league baseball season is still possible major league baseball saying that the absolute deadline now for playing the full season is today even though last week commissioner rob manfred announced that the first two series of the season were canceled and would not be rescheduled but now it appears the league is willing to make up those games if a deal is reached in the next 24 hours so apparently the season is not completely dead well it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly 
dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Mostly dead is slightly alive. So, all right. We got that to look forward to, which is nice. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax digs deep into that Calvin Ridley story about his suspension for gambling. Next on Rock 102. Top dollar from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, sports gambling is now legal. Not here in Massachusetts, of course. But as far as the U.S. Supreme Court is concerned, if you've got an itch to start yourself down the destructive rabbit hole of financial insolvency, that's now your business. There's not much the law can do to stop you, assuming there are state laws in place which regulate where and how you can lose your shirt. Having said all that, there are still rules, and there are still consequences for those rules not being followed. For example, in professional sports, such as the NFL, betting on the very sport from which you are making a living is seen as a blatant disregard for the integrity of the game itself. And with such comes an overwhelming sea of perilous ramifications. For example, take a look at Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Calvin has just been suspended for the entire upcoming season for admittedly betting $1,500 on a series of football games while taking a leave of absence last November for a non-injury-related reason. Now, the rules in the NFL are pretty clear. Betting on football games, whether you are playing in those games or not, is strictly prohibited. Because you see, placing bets on football games while you are a football player is seen as a serious violation to the integrity of the game. Even if he bets on his own team to win, the rules are still very precise and very specific. And in the NFL, betting on games is good for a one-year suspension. Granted, the NFL suspension times for steroid use or domestic violence only amount to a couple of weeks off without pay. But drop $1,500 in a couple of football games? Now you're talking about something really serious. Granted, the dude certainly knew the rules, and he admitted that what he did was stupid. And yet, that didn't stop him from picking up his phone and doing it anyway. You see, folks, the reason the league or any corporation has these rules is to persuade people like you and me to not violate them. Because when you do, terrible things sometimes happen. That's why I would suggest following those rules and deleting the FanDuel app from your phone as a precaution. Just a suggestion. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. We're talking paint. We're talking Josh at the Liberty Street Rockies or Caroline at the Agawam Rockies or Dina at the Island Pond Rockies. If you've got a painting project, you know where to go. Good people, paint people, and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 611 and Boston with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. You're going to have more than a feeling tomorrow. You're going to have about an inch or so of snow, about a 90% chance of that. Highs in the 30s tomorrow. Highs in the 40s for today. Uh, Paul Kozub, the founder of V1 Vodka here in Hadley, Massachusetts, uh, is not in Hadley right now. He has uh, focused his efforts uh, for humanitarian reasons over in Poland. He's uh, coming to us live this morning from the Poland-Ukraine border. It's Paul Kozub. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Hey, guys, how you doing? <laughs> and, and we should say, right, that this yeah. is what's going to happen during this interview because of the distance between us. Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of a gap, but uh, we're good, Paul. How, how, are you, how are you doing over there? Uh, it's pretty surreal, um, you know, seeing the you know, refugees pouring over the border here, you know, nonstop buses filled with women and children. And um, I've been here for about two hours. And, uh, you know, uh, there's actually some guys here cooking kielbasa and chicken and 
you know, all uh, from the World Central Kitchens to, um, you know, help with people coming over that are really hungry. So I'm just starting to hear some stories from people that are crossing the border, and it's not good. You're so it's uh, pretty, uh, there's, there's a lot of need here. Your uh, your distillery in Poland is about two hours from the uh, the Ukraine border border, and I and I know that uh, you know, obviously there's a there's a lot at stake, not just for you personally, but you know the humanitarian part of it is really what motivated you to to go out there. What were you hoping to find uh, when you decided to go? Yeah, you know, I, I was going to bring some cash, and I, I posted online that if anyone wanted to donate, um, and I was really blown away. You know, the people of Western Mass are so supportive and, you know, kind of hit my limit for the amount of money I could bring, you know, legally out of the United States. And uh, I just wanted to, you know, this is my 61st trip. Like you said, my, my business is a few hours from the border here, and um, I wanted to help out. I felt compelled to be here to do something, and... uh so, you know, uh, just handing out cash to people as they're coming over the border that literally left their entire life and they're, uh, they, they have a, a bag or their children and a, a stroller and that's it. Uh, even though there's an alleged ceasefire, according to Russia, they've continued to bomb Ukraine. Are you anywhere near? Can you hear any of that stuff going on? Uh, so I'm on the um, the uh, the side near Lvov. Uh, so Kiev is probably about uh, four or five hours from here. Gotcha. So I have not uh, heard heard any of that. But the, you didn't mention that, and there that's the stories I'm hearing now about this uh, humanitarian corridor, corridor that they're supposed to let people go. That they're actually shooting at people as they leave. Wow. This is uh, Paul Kozo from V1 Vodka. I want I want to ask you about. The stories that you've 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 heard from people, obviously, you know, when we hear stories from the media, we maybe get only one side. I know there's lots of propaganda in Russia, obviously, uh, saying that, uh, you know, there is no targeting of yeah. of uh, of civilians. What kind of stories are you hearing from people as they they cross the uh, the border into Poland? Yeah, Bax, um, you know, it's uh, that, that, that they there's they're letting them go towards Russia. Uh, or, or towards Belarus, but they don't want them coming here because they, you know, this is the West is the evil part. So that's, I uh, just heard a story that um, a woman said that they were coming this way and the car in front of them was bombed. Wow. And they got, they went around it and they made it. And so, um, yeah, the propaganda is, is uh, like you said, there's, there's a lot of it, but we're hearing, you know, right from the people that are coming over the border here. How much is the uh, the, the Polish government uh, helping out with with these refugees? I, I, from what I've heard, they're being very welcoming and generous uh, to the U- Ukrainian people. Is that, from what your assessment, is true? Yeah, I mean, there's already a million uh, refugees that, that have entered Poland. They're expecting over 4 million, maybe even 10 million. And, uh, you know, they're... We're trying, the Polish government's trying to do the best they can, but no one expected this. They're being overwhelmed with the amount of people and, uh, you know, the logistics of, you know, I was just speaking with a guy, the camp that's set up here, it's running on gas. Obviously, gas prices are high, and, uh, you know, whose electricity can they use to power some of the things here and just some of the logistics of, uh, of what this has created, you know, no one expected it. So, but Poland is... 
has let Ukrainians in. They're, they're like instantly making them, you know, they can go to school here and be almost like citizens. So that we are fast tracking things to make, uh, to make, you know, this, this easier. But, uh, being here, it's definitely surreal and seeing the faces of the people. And as soon as they get across the border, it's like they're running, you know, and, and their cars are, you know, People that are driving are driving really fast as soon as they get over the border. Not to uh, to make this about uh, about vodka because I mean that's 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 such a small part of the, uh, of the <laughs> equation here. Uh, but as far as I mean, you, when you talk about your business being two two hours from the border, and then you're talking about this huge influx of people into Poland. You, what is it doing to the Polish economy? I mean, are, just as a business owner, are you able to work? Uh, you know, uh, at at full scale, or has the the economy switched to, to you know trying to accommodate all these people coming over the border? It seems pretty normal in Poland. I mean, you know, where I am in uh, the biggest city called Lublin, uh, you know, I stayed there the last two nights. You know, walking around the restaurants and bars, it's it's pretty normal. You know, people have been received into homes. You know, a lot of times with refugees, there's these camps. And tents set up, but people have accepted, uh, you know, refugees in their home. And, and actually, I want to give a um, special shout-out to this uh, Michael guy I met yesterday. Um, we actually went, he had an apartment, a uh, 20-unit apartment that he was redoing. And right now, there's 80 women and children staying in his apartment building that's totally free. I mean, he's just letting them stay there. And, uh, you know, we were able with the funds that... Uh, we raised to, uh, you know, I actually went door to door handing out some cash to these people. And uh, just, you know, the, the Polish people have accepted them into their homes and helping out because, you know, Lord knows Poland has had its fair share of uh, of war and uh, this kind of stuff over the last hundred years. How much time have you set aside for this particular trip? And will those plans change depending on circumstances? Uh, I'm here for a week. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty much after today. I've exhausted all my funds. So um, you know uh, we, uh, uh, you know we're doing. The, you know even one of these guys here was from one of these um, humanitarian organizations said they really need uh, you know helmets and bulletproof vests. So uh, can I do something to to help with that? So I want my bulletproof vest supplier is uh, you know I gotta I guess I gotta get one of those. Paul Kozer from V1 Vodka. Paul, it, it, it never surprises me your uh, your generosity, not only of your time but of <laughs> of, uh, of everything you do. I I, I think we're all uh, y- you know, we're all kind of in awe of you right now, and I know this is not an easy trip for you or for your family. But uh, you know, thank you so much for joining us today and letting us know what's going on out there. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Well, I hope you can consider me a friend of the show. I know last time we we joked to you, I was on the border of being. Whether well, I was a friend of the show or not, so but no, I appreciate um, you guys having me on, and um, and uh, you know, go go, you know, just Google one of those sites to say how to help the people of Ukraine, and you know, they have like the top five, you know, most trusted uh, charities, and you know, I, I urge everyone to donate what they can because this is a pretty pretty serious thing going on here. All right, Paul Kozer from V One Vodka. Good luck, Paul. Well, hope you come home safe. Thank you. Cheers to Nostrovia. Yeah. There nice. you go. It's uh, it's six twenty with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred and two and Steve. Rock one hundred and two Springfield's classic rock. It's six twenty eight.
and Stone Temple Pilots on Rock 102. Uh, good news and bad news. Sun and clouds today. Highs in the low 40s. The bad news, a little snow coming tomorrow. Highs in the high 30s tomorrow. Hey, uh, real quick, that interview with uh, with Paul Kozub, uh, has uh, is now on uh, SoundCloud. It'll be put on all the other uh, the other uh, possibilities in just a little bit. But if you want to hear that, you can check out the uh, on the uh, the podcast. Pretty get, interesting stuff. How we get things up so fast? I don't know how you did that so fast, Steve. <sighs> great Th- interview. Great interview. Today I Learn is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for today. Back, Steve and Dave. Does it always have to be drunk today, I learned, or can it be maybe stoned? <laughs> it's, it's the today V1. I learned, it's or... the V1 vodka. Yeah, it's the V1 vodka. <laughs> <laughs> maybe agitated today, I learned. Angry today, I learned. Uh, happy today, I learned. I don't know. I'm just throw, throwing we, out some possibilities. Hey, there. well, I would love. <laughs> we can do. Diver- I'm I'm very diverse. We can uh, we can do all kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> and now it's time for today. I learned with back, Steve and Dave on Rock One. Yeah. Okay. All oh, right. It's like Eeyore. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today I learned that Thomas Edison and his son were a couple of real jerks. I didn't even realize he had a son. He did. Uh, Thomas Edison Jr. profited off his father's name by getting involved with crooked salesmen and marketing the good Edison name by hawking useless products. Okay? Okay. His sense of business was so bad that Thomas Sr. paid Jr. $35 a week to not use the Edison name. <laughs> Junior agreed and changed his name to Thomas Willard because they were selling all these products. He was mm-hmm. selling all these products. Hey, my dad, this is the from the Edison. I must be a genius because my dad was a genius. Sounds like uh, Edison Junior took after mom. Yeah, and then it turns out that Edison uh, Thomas Edison Senior was a real jerk too. Some accounts of Edison's parenting approach are less flattering, according to uh, one Thomas Edison biography with daughter Madeline. He'd reportedly present impromptu quizzes at the breakfast table and apply a hot spoon to the back of her hand if she answered too slowly or incorrectly. Wow. That's nice. wrong, right? That's that's a that's a negative approach. That's a bad approach. All right. uh, it almost makes Marvin Gaye Sr. look like a good dad. <laughs> Edison's kids were issued a daily quota of encyclopedia reading and other intellectual tasks. Oh, Mr. Lightbulb, huh? You think you're better than us? My parents just wanted me to mow the lawn. That's it. Yeah. That's all I had to do. It seems never, like a small task. Never got abused if mm-hmm. I failed. Mm-hmm. And you, and they still had a hard time getting you to do that. Now, maybe if they had put in a hot spoon to the back of his hand, Dave, mm-hmm. he would have done that job. And more. And even more, aside from the lawn, right? Maybe. That's right. And that is Today I Live with Bats Even Dave on Rock 102. And... Coming up next in the news, got a big problem with one of Dom Sarno's recent police commission appointees. Next on Rock 102. 633. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Russia's bombing of Ukraine continues, even after an announced, quote, ceasefire, according to Vladimir Putin. That started yesterday morning, and a third round of, quote, Talks between the two countries produced no satisfactory results. I think, well, what, you, I think what you heard with Paul is that uh, ceasefire or not, mm. uh, that's a one fi- what's a, a one sided ceasefire. Yes, yes. Uh, well, it's, it's somebody is ceasing fire. Yes, it's just not the Russians. Right. right. 
Meantime, closer to home, there might be a problem with one of Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno's recent police commission appointees. Now, we talked about this on the show. We listed them all. Apparently, Robert Jackson is questionable. According to the city law department, they're conducting a review based on a complaint on whether it's a conflict of interest for Mr. Jackson to serve on the board while also owning a private security business that's affiliated with the city. Oh, what's the, uh, do you know what the business name is? It said it in the piece somewhere, Mm -hmm. and I think it has to do with security issues at parking lots and things like that. I don't know the actual name of the business, but that's what they do. Okay. Well, who's having the problem with it? The people or uh, Mayor Dom Dom? No. Mayor Sarno doesn't have a problem at all. He's the one that recommended it. Yes. They they received a complaint from somebody who's listed in the article in MassLive.com. But I, but I also think that you should have somebody who has some sort of law enforcement experience mm-hmm. and also dealing you know dealing with the public as well. So I'm not really sure how that's a conflict of interest. Well, it's sort of like Calvin Ridley playing NFL football and also gambling on the games. There's a bad connection. Again, this is according to the person who criticized that appointment. You know, I uh, used to work in a building... <laughs> Uh, many, many years ago, they had uh, security officers mm-hmm. down on the first floor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we worked up on the 21st floor of this uh, office building. And uh, you couldn't get further away from actual law enforcement than the guys they would hire <laughs> for that for that first floor security detail. Right? I mean, honestly, I think, I think uh, say, like... Uh, Gomer Pyle uh, or Goober. Paul, or, Paul Blart Mall Cop? Yeah, I think those guys yeah, would have been a step up. I think that job for years was mostly about perception. If somebody's wearing some type of... Again, we've talked about this many times about the... Uh, if you look the part, mm-hmm. then people will be like, ooh, you know, he's got a uniform on. Right. But that same uniform has become so synonymous, thank you to uh, uh, Paul Blart... That the lack the lack of respect for these individuals mm-hmm. has dropped significantly over the last twenty years or so. That's not to say that uh, Mr. Jackson, uh, Mr. Jackson, if you're nasty, uh, has the same level of of uh, of experience as a Paul Blart. But I don't know if uh, I don't know if that disqualifies him from serving on the board. I mean, there's plenty of people. On that board that uh, have various experience that uh, may or may not be reported on. Well, the big question is, can Jackson roll around on one of those, what's it called again? The segways? Segway, yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be good. Let's test him on that. I bet you you he's got some pretty good segway skills Mm -hmm. on there. Look at you riding that segway down the street, looking all fancy. Not going to help him very much going up those steps at City Hall, though. (laughs) Well, you, you get out and you carry it up the stairs. Well, who's going to carry a Segway up all those stairs? That's know. a lot. Yeah, they need to make them more lightweight, I guess, for that reason. Uh, speaking of downtown buildings, the Roderick L. Ireland Courthouse still undergoing problems. So yesterday, some lawyers revealing some of the issues with the toxic cancer-causing mold in that building. We can identify. We've still got a Petri dish here at Rock 102, <laughs> right? I was, was going to say, uh, you know, can we sue? Uh from the exposure that we have? Uh, well, not yet, no. Well, we need to find out if it is the same type of toxic cancer-causing mold that they've experienced there, according to these lawyers that made that announcement. One species, which is weird to me. You think about a Petri dish, and yes, there's something growing in there that is actually a species, and it's apparently called Aspergillus versicolor, and it was found 
in the offices of a couple of late employees. No, actually, that is the name of a law firm, Aspergillus and uh, Versicolor. Versicolor. Gotcha. Did you ever, you ever get Aspergillus in your mouth? <laughs> it's no. a really bad taste. Yeah, well, it's a really bad one, taste. one time, but I was I was overserved. Oh, I was getting Aspergillus left and right. It was just coming at me. Uh, the two guys who passed away, by the way, both of ALS also known as Lou Gehrig's disease, and it has been linked to that particular toxic cancer-causing mold, according to the lawyers who issued this statement yesterday. Right, and, and this has been the problem with this whole thing, is that you know we've kind of turned a blind eye to the fact that this building is uh, contaminated, mm -hmm. and the idea that you're going to fix it just by putting on a couple yeah. coats of kills and vacuuming up is, is inadequate. It needs to be torn down and rebuilt, but no one wants to... You know, if you know, we've said this before, if this were a courthouse in Boston or some vicinity near Boston, this would have been torn down and, and built by now. Right. But because it's out here, nobody wants to take responsibility for it. it and, and the trial court has been, you know, continually ignoring the fact that there's something going on in this building and people do not feel safe inside of it. The state offered one hundred million dollars to do the repairs. How much does a brand new building cost? So I read, and I could be wrong about this, they said that to rebuild it would cost $200 million. Okay, so why it's, wouldn't we just put up the extra $100 million and build the stupid courthouse? It's the penny-wise, pound-foolish approach it, yeah, here. That, I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense the way they do things in this state. And, you know, you got a, you got a place like MGM who built an $800 million facility granted less than what they expected it to you know as grandiose as it was supposed to be to begin with yeah. but they still spent 800 that's a huge place you could build a courthouse with two i bet you could build a courthouse with a hundred million dollars we could probably build three courthouses how big does this place really need to be listen every time i've been in the courthouse i couldn't wait to get out of there and not because it was not because it was contaminated just simply because it was a courthouse and it was going to cost me money mm. now, i don't know about you guys but i'm sick of working in the basement here at rock 102 already you guys have been here a lot longer than i have and if there is toxic cancer causing mold in that petri dish about six feet from your body steve mm -hmm. i, I want to know about it so hopefully we could yeah. get the same assessment here that they had well, done there well there's been many deaths here over the years i don't know if they're probably <laughs> been connected to mold or not <laughs> but but there was a bacteria growing i'll tell you that <laughs> meantime amtrak is contributing up to three million to the city of springfield to help renovate the downtown entrance to riverfront park making it more handicapped accessible while permanently blocking access to the park over two active rail lines. The payment of the $3 million from Amtrak to Springfield is contingent upon it being accepted by Mayor Dom Sarno and the city council. Why would he say no? Is there a reason why they would say no to this? Three, it's all money, man. $3 million all, bucks. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know That's... why they would say no to that. I would love to get a train right from here to Boston. In like ninety minutes. Well, that's happening, isn't it? I, mean, I know that's been well, on. It's been commuter, on, suggested for years. Commuter but, rail has yes. been talked about, but yeah. but uh, the state has been dragging their heels on mm -hmm. it. That's why you know when we've talked to Eric Lesser, he's like, "No, let's do it. It makes a lot of sense." Yeah, the argument for it makes a lot more sense than the argument against it. Yeah, I think. Well, so, I, I, just, I mean, especially if you want to build a population out here, 
and make it more accessible mm-hmm. for people to travel to a major city like Worcester or Boston. Well not, well, not major like Worcester, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, right. you know, there's more job opportunities out east. If you can have people making money out there and living out in Western Mass, you know, a, a better percentage of them, well, you're, it, you're bringing it, more to the economy locally. What it boils down to is, is that the cost of living in Western Mass is a hell of a lot cheaper than it is around the Boston area. I couldn't so, get my thoughts out. That's what I wanted to say. Right. So if you're getting a, so if you have a job in Boston, you know, you can't afford to live anywhere near Boston. Right. That's one of the reasons why traffic has gotten so bad is mm-hmm. because now like so I grew up in, in in Rehoboth, Mass. It's 45 minutes south of Boston. That commute is now over an hour because there's so much more traffic going in and Rehoboth is not exactly a cheap town to live in either because now the suburban parts of the metro have expanded and so it's becoming more and more expensive to live out there if you had commuter rail out here you could sh- you you basically have the same amount of co- the same commute time but you'd be able to live out in the springfield area a hell of a lot i mean it's significantly cheaper out here we have no idea how lucky we are yeah. to be living around the springfield area i uh i almost went to boston once I had a girl out there. You did? Yeah, she said, uh, she said, please come to Boston for the springtime. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. She said, I'm staying with some friends, and I got lots of room. You can sell your paintings on the sidewalk. All right, Mr. Loggins. In that's a enough. Way, enough. In a cafe that I'll hope to be working soon. <laughs> enough. Hey, finally, a South Florida teacher was carried out of her classroom on a stretcher after being attacked by a five-year-old student. Damn! Police say two students, ages four and five, were being disruptive, flipping chairs and throwing things at teachers. They were taken to a, quote, cool-down room, and then the five-year-old started attacking the teacher with his fists and feet. Hmm. The teacher radioed for help. The police were called to the school. Officers found the teacher sitting on the ground against a wall, appearing to be faint and dazed and was carried out on a stretcher. The five-year-old is facing a charge of aggravated assault in this case. Okay. This is where I have a big problem with this whole thing. The five-year-old has been charged. You know, and it says later in that article that, you know, they would never stand in court and this kid wouldn't Mm -hmm. be prosecuted because Mm -hmm. a five-year-old doesn't know right from wrong. But that's the point. You're charging... A five-year-old with a felony. And, and at what point the the teacher is a victim here, she can't fight back against a five-year-old. Well, I get that the teacher <laughs> is a victim, yeah. but there's also a deeper underlying issue here with clearly the mental capacity of this five-year-old. Right. And, or, or the parenting ability well, of the people who are taking care of yes. this five-year-old. Thank you, Dave. That should be the next step. That should be the step. Mm-hmm. We don't charge a five-year-old, put him in handcuffs, and take him off to a, a holding facility. Mm-hmm. That right. just seems... But you're also, assu- you're also assuming that the parents of this five-year-old are involved. Right, you don't know. You know in this kid's life. I mean, there there may be other other uh, I guess, parts of this situation that we're not being uh, reported on. Hard to believe that would happen today in, uh, in oh, journalism. Really? Don't, details? Yes, what are you details. About? Of course. I, I just, I just, I have a hard time with the whole charging of a five year old. There, there's just something wrong about that. Where, okay, I get that there's detention centers and there's things like that, but 
a five-year-old? I'm not. Uh, I've never really seen any beefy five-year-olds out there. That uh, you know what? Wait, you have one? No. Oh no. no my, so I, you can make a good point. And oh, okay. I, I was just going to say, if if you have any comments on this, folks, two nine three. 1021, correct? That's it. Yes. Call us if you have thoughts on this. Who's to blame? Where do we go next with this story? And I will add, that's not the only Florida story we have. We also have another Florida story coming up in the Mass Hat. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Jimi Hendrix and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 43. Uh, tomorrow, uh, going to see some snow showers and a high of 39. It is uh, Flavin in downtown Springfield. Nice. Hey, we're talking about that South Florida teacher who was carried out of her classroom on a stretcher after being attacked by a five-year-old student who is facing a charge of aggravated assault. Our number is 293-1021. Rock 102. Hey, what's up, guys? I wanted to chime in on that uh, five-year-old beating up. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, I don't think the kid is the issue. I think the teacher is the issue. If you get beat up by a five-year-old, you probably deserved it. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Thanks. All right. There you go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Jeff, and I have some thought on the whole teacher issue. What do you yeah. think? What do you think, Jeff? Well, here's what it is. With the, with the budget cuts that have been going on in Massachusetts with special education, which I'm not sure it is part of the story or not, you have to take into account that we don't have the services necessary to support these children who need special services, and in result, this happens all the time in all age groups. That's think, a good point. I think actually. you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. A lot, of, a lot of schools don't have the resources to deal with this sort of thing, and a lot of schools don't have the resources to go and contact parents and work with parents to, to discipline these kids. That's true. And the other issue on the other side of the coin is there's, there's not enough qualified people out there for as for as many children that need the services. That's another issue. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, All right. Hey, look, we, we thanks. appreciate the call. Thank you. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Tony. Hey, Tony, what do you say? Hey, um, I do transportation with toddlers and stuff, and, and I just want to say a lot of them are like four and five years old. Some of these, I got a five-year-old that's really, really strong kid, so, <laughs> you know, pound for pound, little kids are stronger than adults. Did you realize that? Yeah, especially some little kids like yours. Yeah, he's a little strong little boy. So some of these kids, I'm just letting you know, they are very strong kids, man. They can surprise you. Trust me. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great day. All right, Bye. thank you. Sign him up with the Pats. Can replace Kyle Van Noy maybe in the lineup. Who knows? And, you know, the, the the point being that it's true that there's not enough services, not enough money for services out there for, for uh, mental health. There's not enough, especially for children. It's a, it's kind of a big, big old mess, mm-hmm. and this is the kind of thing you run to. Again, I have more of a problem with the criminal charge. However, that first guy that called, that was like the counterpoint guy in Airplane, mm-hmm. where he was like, they bought their tickets, they knew what they were getting into, I say, <laughs> let them crash! <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, if you have any other thoughts on it, 293-1021. I know folks are trying to get in on that. We do have another Florida story to get to right here. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. All right, so moving from a five-year-old 
up for aggravated assault to a 64-year-old guy in Florida who got arrested last Friday after he walked up his neighbor's driveway naked in broad daylight, spotted a glass table on their porch, and proceeded to, yep, defecate right on top of the glass table on his neighbor's porch. Well, they call it the poop deck. That's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> at least at least a glass surface is easy to clean. Imagine yes. what would happen. There's been like a, like a wooden uh, picnic table. Right. It is called the poop deck. That is why I poop there. You're disgusting. And you're misleading. <laughs> uh, with the glass, by the way, you just put Windex. That's it. And it, it gets clean. You put the Windex. Windex, a putty knife, you're all set to there go. You go. But uh, a wooden uh, picnic table, that's going to be... That, you need to buff that out. You need to send that five-year-old to kick this guy's ass. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ken Carlisle, by the way, the 64-year-old guy's name, he was arrested and also booked back in December for drunk driving and, quote, I love this one, discharging multiple firearms into a lake near his house, which is just called fishing in Florida, isn't it? I believe that it is, yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's game day. If you hey. can't fire off... A gun into a lake in Florida, where can you do it? Hey, speaking of which, uh, you know, I used to go uh, down to a Tisco Lake. You know where that is, Dave. Yeah, Central New York. Yeah, yep. we used mm-hmm. to put M80s on rocks and then drop them into the water and then watch all the fish come up and float to the top. Oh, how and awesome. just pick them up with a net. And That's then dinner, easy. Dinner, yeah. dinner, dinner's <laughs> served. <laughs> well, all right. It's uh, 657, Rock 102. Back, Steve and Dave in the... And 8 a.m. It is 7 a.m. on Rock 102 in the weather. Highs and low 40s today. Sun and clouds tomorrow. Highs in the 30s with about an inch or so of snow in our area at a 90% chance. The weather is brought to you by Adam Quenneville Roofing. Roofing, siding, roof shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEWROOF.NET today. And here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Hockey action. The Kings beat the Bruins last night 3-2 in overtime. In the AHL, the Springfield Thunderbirds beat the Laval Rocket 5-2. The T-Birds will be visiting Charlotte to take on the Checkers for a two-game weekend set beginning on Friday. In baseball, apparently a full 162-game regular season is still possible. Major League Baseball says today is now the absolute deadline to reach a new collective bargaining agreement, even though Commissioner Rob Manfred announced that the first two series of the season had been canceled and would not be rescheduled. But now the new deadline is today if they can reach it, an agreement, that is, within the next 24 hours. So we'll see if that happens. Football. Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley suspended for an entire season for gambling on Falcons games. And, you know, this is interesting because Ridley, who used FanDuel to do it, got the 17-game suspension and then took to Twitter afterward to give his side of the story and tweeted, quote, I bet 1,500 total. I don't have a gambling problem. End quote. I'm sure Commissioner Roger Goodell doesn't like that very much. The Green Bay Packers have made a significant long-term contract offer to Aaron Rodgers that would alter, they say, the quarterback market, according to ESPN. Some people expecting Rodgers might make his announcement today, and the Denver Broncos could be in the running for his services. And that's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax focuses in on the Pats dropping of Kyle Van Noy. Coming up on Rock 102. And now, Bax's view from the couch. 
Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Many of you Patriots fans know sometimes being an active member of the roster with a long-term contract does not necessarily guarantee you very much. Sure, you get paid while you're still there, but if you keep, but if they keep you around, uh, it means they may have to get rid of other people, or that prevents teams from uh, getting what they need. And then guess what? You and your fat contract can get the hell out. This is what happened yesterday to Patriots linebacker Kyle Van Noy. Now, some of you might say, the Patriots got rid of Kyle Van Noy? I love Kyle Van Noy. I spent $250 on a Kyle Van Noy jersey. Now what the hell am I supposed to do? Well, that's a good question. Unfortunately, it's a simple matter of uh, mathematics. And as being an expert in math, let me see if I can try to dumb this whole thing down for you. Last March, Kyle Van Noy signed a two-year contract with the Patriots for $12 million. So, are there any other questions you'd like me to tackle? Look, it's like this. Cutting Kyle Van Noy opens up a bunch of money under the salary cap. Releasing him almost doubles what they had before they cut him. Since the Patriots have a number of concerns for next season, cutting Van Noy makes good financial sense, but it also means they'll probably be cutting some other guys too. Now, you might ask Paxi if a dude signs a two-year contract and gets cut after only one year, then what's the point of signing a two-year contract? Well, that's an excellent question. The answer is really very simple. I'd be happy to tell you what that answer is, but with a few years left of my own contract, I wouldn't want to put any crazy ideas into anyone's head. Let's just say that sometimes you have to do what's best for the team. Right now, the Patriots' biggest problem is freeing up space under the salary cap. Even though the league has given every team an additional $27.5 million to work with, you still have to make some tough choices, and they're only going to get tougher. But hey, and never my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The New York Times tested all the gas grills you can, they can find, and the Weber Genesis grills they call the best. Well, you know what? Weber Genesis grills are on sale this month at Rocky's. Get a good deal now and get ready for a delicious summer of grilling with your new Weber from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and Cream on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Oh, really? I thought that was the view from the couch. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but they, uh, they, the original version actually had both songs oh. going simultaneously. Oh, really? Even though the view from the couch music is almost 20 years after the fact. Sort of like a bootleg cream version. You know, I think we, we all like a good mashup every once in a while, don't yeah. we? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, obviously it was sort of a subliminal advertisement for your award-winning segment, I guess. Yeah. Running that music underneath a classic rock giant like well, cream. if I can be honest, mm -hmm. uh, I had to go to the bathroom so bad <laughs> that I just ran away, hobbled away from the, uh, the board as, as quickly as I could. <laughs> And uh, apparently a guy I knew from high school was the very first person to call in. So yes. thank you, John, for all your help. And and John, by the way, that high school buddy of yours also used to call over on laser all the time when I was doing the morning show over there. What? What? Who's laser? I don't even know what, what that is. What is that? What is that? What are you laser. About? Laser. I'm not aware of the work over there. Our sister radio station where you can hear Bruins hockey and Celtics basketball, I might add. There you go. Over on Laser 98.5. We got all the uh, the stuff for the Boston sports fan right here uh, on this rock radio group. Right. Highs and low 40s today, by the way. Sun and clouds. Tomorrow we might get some snow, but just a little. Uh, it is time. Uh, we don't have an intro yet. I'm working on that. Are you okay. working on it? Because you've only been doing it for, what, six months? Well, I'm trying to get a sponsor for this one, too. It's M.I. the A-hole. And I really think that Ricky's Porta Potties would be the perfect uh, sponsor for this bit 
You know what? That we do. Mm-hmm. You bring up a very good point. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, in Ricky's head, you're turning the gears. In that case, it would be, am I at the a-hole yet? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so, just saying. No, it's it's a good suggestion. All right. All right. Here is, uh, am I the a-hole for demanding my girlfriend to change her dress for a wedding? This happened over the weekend, me being in my early 30s and my girlfriend in her late 20s. I was invited to a wedding ceremony of a colleague and could bring someone with me. I asked my girlfriend that I've been dating for a year if she would like to join me, and she was really happy because she apparently loves weddings. Since we don't live together, I drove her to pick her up so we'd have some time to spare before the ceremony. As she comes out, she looks really beautiful and has obviously put in time to fix her hair and makeup. She's also wearing an off-white dress that was rather ornate. 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 Uh, as she got into, uh, I told her that she uh, looked stunning, but I asked if she could change to a different color dress for the ceremony. I'm not one for etiquette by far, but one of the few things I've heard everywhere is that you should not wear a white dress to a wedding unless you're the bride. She became pretty upset and wanted to know what was wrong with her dress. I said that it would be inappropriate to wear a white or off-white dress unless you're the bride and it's like the wedding law or something, trying to be lighthearted about it. She rolled her eyes and said that it was an outdated tradition about women in virginity and that when her friends got married, everyone wore white and it's not a big thing anymore. Ooh. Well, she she just should have asked the bride, like, is it okay? Do you mind? And then... The problem is solved. Well, right but, it, but it sounds like this may have been someone she didn't even know. Oh, well, then. Well, it was well, a colleague of the guy. Okay. But you know what? For a guy to comment on a dress, probably not his. I mean, I know yeah. that when I've made comments about a woman's dress, probably not a good idea to go there. It's not an area where I have any expertise. You know, whenever a woman asks a man, how do I look? Yes. The man's first reaction should be not, "Oh, you look beautiful," or "Oh, that uh, that you're going to wear that." Your first reaction to be should be, "Excuse me, let me go get my protective headgear," That's because right. honestly, mm-hmm. you're there's much more risk to insert yourself into her decisions as far as what she wear than if you just say you look beautiful and you move on. Because it's a no-win situation. Uh, can't if you, win. If you say she looks beautiful, oh, uh, y- y- yeah, yeah, really? Why? Why do you? Th- and then it just gets worse from there. I I think I'm. Might have, I, I wasn't finished with the story yet, but because mm-hmm. there's more to this. He goes, I told her I don't know what the dress code is for this ceremony, but since it's not saying all white clothes, I still thought she should change to another color, but mm-hmm. white or almost white, because my colleague was getting married, and we had no idea how she felt about it. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend became really upset and told me that I was trying to control what she was wearing and that it was abusive, which honestly made me really upset and hurt. I said something along the lines of, F you then. Well, you sh- you shouldn't go to a wedding with an abuser then. Uh, oh boy, you just kind of proved your point. Yeah, he dug himself a little deeper there, didn't he? And then I told her to f off out of my car. She began to cry and wanted to apologize and give me a big hug, but I told her to just get out, which she did. Well, so it was his colleague that was getting married. Yeah. So he yeah. could have asked his work colleague well, how she felt about I, this. I thing. think the issue really is the uh, the beginning of the gaslighting, the moment he tried to pick his girlfriend up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, as most men will uh, will attest to, when a woman is getting ready, she's spending a lot of time considering everything. Mm-hmm. She's oh, she's thinking about every little thing. Just like we are. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not. thinking, does this smell, does yeah. this still smell we, okay? We, right. Yeah, we lift up our arms. And right. Go, yeah. Yeah, this one's still clean from yesterday. <laughs> yep. yeah, no, yeah. these, these pants don't uh, don't have any duty stains on them. I no, think I'm okay. No large holes in this piece of clothing. Okay, I'm good. 
Uh, I drove off and she called and texted me a bunch. I answered, I don't want to talk right now, and then turned my phone off and attended the ceremony. The bride was the only one that was wearing white, so I feel in my gut feeling it was the right decision. When I got home, my phone had blown up from text by her and her best friend saying I was being inconsiderate and controlling and should apologize for my behavior. I've wanted a few, uh, I've vented to a few friends, most of them agreeing with me, but some have said that it was an a-hole thing to tell her that she could not wear her dress because it had nothing to do with me. I feel I was in the right since it was my colleague's wedding and yada, yada, yada. So am I the a-hole? Yes, you are well, the a-hole. maybe according to Bax, I'm not sure I'm split on this. Maybe other people listening have an idea. Two nine three one zero two one is the number. I'm not split on this at all. This dude is a total a hole. Okay, Gas- I don't know. Gat- gaslit this whole this whole thing from the from the giddy up. She overreacted because she one hundred percent knew the rule. Okay, who in right. it? Who's the a hole here? Two nine three one zero two one is the number. You want to you want to take him now? Uh, we can take him next. Yeah, take him right take now. Take him now. All right. Uh, Rock one zero two. Good morning. Who's this? That guy was absolutely right. She should not wear white to a wedding. That's tacky. He was right, and he should get rid of the girlfriend. All right. All right. Well, there you but, go. But according to the woman, the, you know, that was an outdated thing that had to do with women's virginity, yeah, the right. idea. Well, uh, uh, let, me, let me put it to you this way. Mm. Let me ask you this. If, if you were about to go anywhere, whether it's a wedding or anything, just out to dinner, just out to dinner, for example, and your boyfriend or husband said to you, you're not going to wear that, are you? <laughs> What would your reaction be? Would your reaction be yeah. you say, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't wear this. Or would your reaction be to start throwing things at his coconut? I would I would reevaluate what I'm wearing <laughs> and see if he was right or not. Okay. And it's all about approach. Approach has everything to do with the way you address a female about what she's wearing. Very reasonable. And I feel like if he went the way you explained the story, he was in the right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. That sounds fair. All right. Well, thanks. thanks. Thank you very much. Well, think about it. How many uh, how many brides at a wedding uh, really are holding true to that virginity thing yeah, with the white? Not, you know what I'm no saying? kidding there. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Christy. Hey, Christy. What do you say? Um, I think that she was crazy and that the gentleman was in the right really? mind by saying that. Yes. I think you guys are... Um, you guys are being very polite to us females and saying that you shouldn't critique what we wear, which I agree. But this is a tradition, and um, you're going to a wedding. You should not wear white. It is all about the bride. So I think the girlfriend was in the wrong and that he should pat himself on the back. I think he handled it properly. Coming from a female, I agree with the gentleman. Oh, well, L- listen, I'm only being kind to females because I don't want to hear about it from my girlfriend mm-hmm. later on today. Yeah, no Oh, kidding. really? You think I wait? Well, you think, well, you, you want to dress, dress me to go out with you, huh? So we're two for two so far, right. uh, by the way. Two for two, same opinion, two right. different ladies. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Bobby. How you doing? Good, Bobby. What's up? Hey, listen, the, the off-white thing that that woman made for the comment, that's only for the bride, not for the guest. Only uh, for uh, not wearing white and off-white, that's only for the bride. The tradition has changed, not for the people going there. You never wear white. Okay, right, of so any he, okay, all right. I, I understand what you're saying. So, okay. three for three so far, by all the way. Right. All right, well, thank you. Thank you. Just keeping okay. a running tally here. Rock one. Oh, boy, there you go. Here all we right. go. Uh, any, uh, anyone got the other side? Feel free. Two nine three one zero two one. Uh, yeah, uh, the only way her attitude makes sense if she's an attention seeker. 
That's what this guy says. Or if she was testing uh, this guy somehow, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, boundaries, or when inevitably someone in the wedding party asked her to leave to see how the boyfriend would react. All right, let's take uh, one more call and see what uh, we got here. Rock 102, good morning, is this? This is Brian from Hartford. Hey, Brian. What's up? Hey, you Stephen Bag needs to grow a pair. Who's afraid of females all the time? There's nothing wrong with giving your opinion. Okay, mm-hmm. it is what it is, and the guy was right. And I agree with those two females that said that um, they agree with the guy, which is true. So you guys, all you scared of your girlfriends and all of that nonsense. <laughs> all right, <laughs> sure. a, well, a clean sweep on the all phones, right. well, by the way. Thank you very much. Listen, for the call. Uh, I don't want to adorn a uh, black eye to a wedding that no. I'm going to. So this is where uh, I draw the line. <laughs> it's seven twenty with back Steve and Dave and Rockin' and Waffles yet? Hello, friends. Bill Richard, Ford of Northampton. In the market for a new Ford, we have a nice inventory of safe and stylish four-wheel drive escapes, edges, and explorers. Need a commercial vehicle? We currently have new and pre-owned F-150s, Super Duties, service bodies, dump, and box trucks. If we don't have what you want, place an expedited custom factory order and receive an additional $1,500 rebate on select models. Ford of Northampton, 968 Bridge Road, or online at FordOfNorthampton.com. Thank you for supporting local businesses. It's 723 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. So we're going to recap of this, am I the a-hole, Steve? Yeah, uh, basically it's a guy who told his girlfriend, hey, don't wear white to this wedding because uh, you're not supposed to do that. And then he uh, left her at home and went to the wedding by himself. So which one is the a-hole, 293-1021? Bruno, what do you got? I can't tell you who was right or wrong because I haven't seen the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> would, that, would that make a difference? Of course, if she was an eight or above, I would be wrong. <laughs> if she was below, if plus, she was below an eight, she would be wrong. Plus, plus, as we all know, white makes you look larger. Who said that? Was it, or, or back? It, it was Dave. It wasn't us. <laughs> not, not that the fat guys oh. in the room didn't say that. <laughs> Have a nice day, fellas. You too. You too. Facts. Steve and Dave in the morning. Dave in the morning. On Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 727 in the Clash with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Uh, it is. Uh, it's 35 in downtown Springfield. Hey, uh, real quick, if you missed our interview with uh, Paul Kozer from V1 Vodka, uh, you can check that out on SoundCloud. It'll be available on all the other platforms for our, our podcasts. And also uh, check out uh, Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, uh, Lee Ving from Fear. Pretty interesting interview. You can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly from rock102.com. As for Western Mass's Paul Kozo that you talked about earlier, he joined us live from Poland earlier this morning, just a couple hours from the Ukraine border. Yeah, very, very cool interview. And again, you can check that out on rock102.com. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day at the 99 Restaurant on March 16th and 17th. Enjoy the traditional corned beef and cabbage dinner or try a spicy pot of gold crispy chicken sandwich with a lucky horseshoe ale. The 99, always the real deal. Hey, Becky G. 
can you play your next hit? <laughs> I will, I will, as soon as it's released. But I've got another big hit for you. Did you know that with Xfinity Internet, you get fast, reliable speeds to fit your needs and budget? Oh, that's nice. Best of all, you could save up to $400 a year on your wireless bill when you add Xfinity Mobile. It's official. That's a hit. Hey, we're on the radio. Now everyone can get the best value with Xfinity. Can your internet do that? Get started with Xfinity Internet for $29.99 a month with a two-year rate guarantee and a one-year contract. Plus, also get Xfinity Mobile and join the millions who save by getting Xfinity Internet and mobile together. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 3 Restrictions apply. New Performance Pro customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Compares pricing of top carriers. Xfinity Internet required. An old Jaguar XKE can stop you in your tracks. You see a 280Z and you want to pop the hood. You're not just a mechanic. You love cars. Joe's looking for you. Ryan Imported Car Repair in Northampton is looking for a mechanic and a service manager. Here's the job description. You know your stuff and you care. You'll work on Toyotas and BMWs, Volvos and Volkswagens, and everything else. Get to know Joe Ryan. He loves cars too. Call him. He wants to hire you. New salted caramel cream cold brew and signature lattes from Dunkin' are the perfect combination of salty and sweet to take on springtime. Bold Dunkin' cold brew topped with creamy salted caramel cold foam or rich Dunkin' espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. These two new salty sweet sips will have you ready to spring it on all spring long. Spring in action with the new salted caramel cream cold brew or the new salted caramel signature latte at Dunkin'. Sip into both for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. 731 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102 it's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement this month Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down no payments and no interest for a full year visit yankeehomeimprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102 it's time for news and here's Dave Coombs so here's what's going on up to the moment in Ukraine Russia of course continuing to bomb that country even after the announced ceasefire occurred yesterday and the quote talks are ongoing between the two countries and this just in the regional prosecutor's office in ukraine saying at least 21 people were killed in the northeastern city of sumi after it was partially encircled and heavily shelled by russian forces again all of this going on during the alleged ceasefire the humanitarian corridor that Paul Kozub was talking about in the interview you can hear right now in the city is expected to last until 9 p.m. local time. That humanitarian corridor will then apparently be cut off. So apparently if you want to escape and get safe passage out of Ukraine, you got to do it before 9 p.m. tonight. Yeah, he was talking about uh, you know families going through, yes. this, through this corridor and saying that uh, you know there were cars ahead of them that were getting bombed. Mm-hmm. So much for the humanitarian corridor. Yes. Well, they're liars. You know that, right? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, let's <laughs> see, they've only been lying, well, it's a recent development. I think they've only been lying since, what, the 1950s? Oh, probably longer than that. <laughs> well, Maybe. And, and here are part of the conditions about that corridor that we talked about. Ukraine has refused Russia's proposal to open the humanitarian corridors that would evacuate Ukrainian civilians, but only to Russia and to Belarus. 
So they've got conditions on where that humanitarian corridor would lead you if you're oh, yeah. trying to leave. I believe it's called the humanitarian gauntlet because mm-hmm. that's what's going on here. You're trying to get people to safety, but you're bombing the hell out of them. Great move. Fears of an energy war between Russia and us and other countries in the West growing today as the U.S. considers a ban on Russian oil imports. So this is getting uglier and uglier, guys. Well, you're going to feel that at the pump. I saw yesterday 419. Yeah. That was like, ooh, I'm glad I'm not going to that gas station. I'm digging it, man. These stocks, these oil stocks, shooting right up. I'm so glad Keep you're profiting going, off of everybody else's pain. Well, well, you know, because people don't realize that, you know, when the stock market gets to a low, you always should go in and buy more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you really want to get your blood boiling, as I said yesterday, go check it every 12 hours because you go to your favorite gas station, if you see 419 at one point in the day, you go 12 hours later, you're going to see another hike because they're allowed to hike it twice a day. I I'll- think uh, the post-traumatic stress that I already feel is only going to get worse mm-hmm. if I if I do exactly what you tell me to do. <laughs> Keep jacking that price up. Let's go. Let's go, baby. State officials here in Mass are seeing an increase in pediatric exposure to cannabis products. And there's an effort to respond with a public information campaign. Apparently, there were at least... 210 reported accidental pediatric poisonings involving cannabis edibles or flowers. Accidental. These kids know what they're doing. Well, part of the problem is, Steve, if it's like secondhand smoke, for instance, they don't even have a choice in the matter. I don't think it, I think it's more they're talking more about these edibles that look exactly like regular candy. That that is one of the causes of why these, uh, you know, increase in these cases exist. Well, they are, but they're yeah. also talking about secondhand smoke, according to the Department of Public Health. They're yeah. developing a campaign to revise and update their educational materials with a focus on responsible use, safe yeah. storage of edibles, and also exposure to. And I'm just reading from the Department of Public Health yeah. uh, story: secondhand marijuana smoke. See, I would I would never smoke in my own home. You wouldn't. Either. No. But somebody else might be. Oh, I'm sure there are people out there that are doing that. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, how different is that than the guy who drinks at home and, uh, you know, beats his kids <laughs> when not a big deal. Good point. You know, but uh, I, you know, I, I once caught a toddler sitting on the couch uh, listening to Dark Side of the Moon and the mm-hmm. volume all the way down on the Wizard of <laughs> Oz, just chilling out. Doing bong hits with a bag of Funyuns right next to them. You got any goldfish crackers, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, I know you. Uh, you you take you know some partake. cannabis. Yeah, yeah, you partake, partake. from cannabis. Uh, yeah. yeah, to help you do uh, any number of things that you yeah. do during your day. But but do you do you smoke? Do you take the uh, the uh, the edibles? Do um, you do the do you do the sphincters? I'm a, I'm actually more of a. <laughs> I do the sphincters. Yes, I do. Uh, I'm actually more of an edible uh, type of guy. Really? Uh, and and because you know the the smoking part, it's like unless you're using a bong. Yeah, that's you know I had a bong called Motown because it kept banging out the hits, you know. Yeah. What I'm oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's like the spinners, yeah, the mean, box it's, tops. It's like you know the coughing and all that stuff that goes along with mm-hmm. it because it it's stronger than like a cigarette. Like you're just it's unfiltered, it's tar, it's mm-hmm. nothing but tar out of there. So if you can if you can eat that, that'll be better. But you got it like. I had I had to stop using because I had to make sure that these memory issues that I've been having wasn't related to cannabis. Mm-hmm. 
Now I know that they're not. They're not. So, no. so you still, so you still got the uh, memory still, issues. We still got some issues going on here. But, but uh, you know, that's the thing. It's like, how much of these these people are just leaving this stuff out? Well, for that's the kid to go grab again. That's part of it. Safe storage yeah. is being encouraged. So you, know, you put but, it away, so they have no idea where it is. You know, my grandmother used to have a, a bowl of after dinner mints, mm-hmm. like on uh, you know, in her house. And every time I go over there, I'd have a couple of after dinner mints because I love the after dinner mints. Yeah. If you had a bowl of pot gummies mm-hmm. right there on Grandma's hutch, yeah. How you not walking past that with a without grabbing I, a fistful? Right. I've seen. I've I've purchased. I mean, I was given. You know, gifted. If yes. You will. Uh, gummies from like somebody who made them in their own home and packaged them up. To, you know, with their own packaging on them, mm-hmm. but you really couldn't tell the difference between a regular gummy worm and their other, you know, the the safe candy version of the gummy well, worm. Well, especially in a homemade yeah. product like that, yeah. if it's just a baggie. Yeah, and this is why you know the the dispensaries have this packaging on these things right. where it takes. It's it's adult proof too because I have a hard time figuring out how to get these little doohickeys and doodads off the top of the can. Right, you know to do it. So when you're buying them from a dispensary, you're more likely to have a safer container for them. But you should always lock them up anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like anything it, else. It just it just makes sense. Yeah, it just does. A couple of different. Or or you make a product that a kid would never want to eat. Yeah, like broccoli, a THC broccoli. Mm-hmm. It, right, yeah. right. Or lima beans. No kid in their right mind want to eat lima beans. I loved lima beans when I was growing up. Yeah, you're an aberration. <laughs> Me too. I love lima beans too. Well, there you go. You're both out of your mind. <laughs> look, look at you and I connecting, Dave. Simpatico. This is what we want. This is what the company wanted. They wanted us to connect. And you and I love lima beans when we were kids. Simpatico. Like yeah, with, with <laughs> just drenched in butter, by the way. It had to be drenched in butter. I. I don't know if they were drenched in butter. I just remember, you know what it was? You know what got me turned on to the lima bean hmm. was uh, my kindergarten teacher had us grow. We took, we used to take little, <laughs> the little half pints of milk that they serve in yeah. the cafeteria and yeah. you cut them off, you mm-hmm. wash them out, and then you put dirt in them and then we would grow. We yes. would grow the lima we beans. We did that, yep. And that was how I was like, ooh, a lima bean. And then uh, my dad was like, well, I can get you a whole can of them lima beans. And then we did. And then we had lima beans and I loved them. And nobody else in the house liked them. And the lima beans with the corn, succotash. Come on, man. Yeah. Bax, that's, Bax, that is a great food. Oh, for crying out. That stuff grows in dirt. <laughs> you want to go get some lima beans after this? Yes, let's, let's do, do it. it. Well, we're getting photographs today, but that's another story. So we got a couple of studies to get to here. One is from the Journal of Psychological Medicine, and it's about pornography. This study go on. says that frequent porn viewing has a bad effect on men's sex lives. All right, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. How frequent are we, ta- frequent are we talking about? <laughs> well, and it also depends on which type of porn as well. You want to you, you divulge what you're into? I don't know. No, I don't want to d- divulge any uh, personal information. Okay, but right. you know, when you say you know, exposure, hyper-exposure, too much, what does that, you know, how do you define that? doesn't say in the article, and it could apparently, you know, for one guy, what might be a lot might be not be that much for another guy what might be right for you may May not not be be right right for some some. that's why they call it different strokes (laughs) that's right baby so apparently watching too much porn or certain types of porn leaves men with low self-esteem ed and an inability 
to, quote, satisfy their lovers, what according the, to this study. What about that great German stuff? The German oh, yeah. porn? Yeah. Oh, 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 Scar! 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 Well... How do you find you do after watching that, guys? I don't know. I'm not. I haven't watched the German porn. The Germans yet. are a crazy bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. I do feel guilty, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but that's the best stuff in the world. <laughs> now, according to this study, women are the opposite. The more frequently a woman watches porn, the more likely she was to experience an increase in sexual self competence. Functioning and satisfaction with a partner. And here's a perfect example of how a woman does a better than a man. That's in this it. World. They know they know how to treat their pornography. It's unclear, by the way, why this is the case, why women would benefit more sexually from watching porn than guys, but the study suggests it might be because women, quote, generally prefer softcore porn, as opposed to the German stuff you guys were talking about. Uh yeah, there is a uh, there is a uh, kind of a uh, I don't know underground world of women who seek out this softcore porn. And mm-hmm. matter of fact, did you ever see that that Netflix documentary Girls Inc. And it was about how they're enticing the it was oh yeah it was no, some I did probably see about six or seven years ago and they, and they were enticing these girls to come down and be in porn. And they were picking up girls who had a lot of vulnerabilities, come from broken homes, things like that, and taking advantage of them and enticing them with riches when they really yeah. weren't getting that much to, all, to be only, in a film. Only to find out. It ain't all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. And uh, that was, this is where I lost my train of thought. This is where this is where how it happened. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Too uh, many gummies. Too many. Girls, uh, Inc. <laughs> girls, Inc. Uh, oh, the, the point. Yeah, right. So there was this Canadian company on there that strictly does this they call it artful pornography, mm-hmm. and it's not. Nobody's getting beaten up. Nobody's getting like you know, uh, you know all this weird stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like romantic porn. Oh Jesus, who yes. wants to watch that? Let me take you out for a nice dinner at an Applebee's. I gotta tell you, anytime there's something that even looks like a reasonable plot line, I'm on to something else. What are you talking about? I like reasonable plot lines. I don't want any plot lines. I don't want a character development. I don't want any of that. I don't even like dialogue. But think about it. How many times have you go on a, on a porn website and all you see, there is like this weird, like step sibling, crazy crap going on. Like I, I have no interest in that. None. Yeah. None whatsoever. And I have step siblings, and I'm not. And I'm. We're all set. Yeah. Hey, you porn fans, call us at two nine three one zero two one if you have any thoughts on this. Feel free. I won't even get to that other survey right now because we're running out of time in this segment. But hey, we'd love to hear from porn fans. At survey two, set two nine three one zero two one is the number. Highs in the low forties today. Sun and clouds. High thirties tomorrow with about an inch or so of snow at ninety percent for tomorrow. Coming up next in now here this. There are cheaters here in the state of Massachusetts with regard to a specific online game. We'll get to it in Now Hear This, coming up on Rock 102. Hey, Wesley, want to hear a joke? Knock, knock. Zill. Rufus. Rufus. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.50 and ZZ Tops uh, with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Marshmallows today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, Sky Skeet with a high of 36. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. So, apparently, porn, bad for guys... Good for girls. When we watch it, it doesn't help our sex lives. When women watch porn, it helps them. What do you think? Two nine three one zero two one. Rock one zero two. 
I like midget porn myself. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the good stuff. But you know, it's, they're little people. Those would be called short films, right? Uh, you know what? Listen, oh, yes, let's be sure. sensitive. Let's be sensitive. Is is that politically correct? <laughs> no, I don't think any of this has been correct. No. All right. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, you. Hey. hey. How are you? Hey, good. Hey, I'm calling about the porn thing. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if you guys had a for the guy in Florida that was pooping on the glass table because that's what I like to do is sit down <laughs> under a glass table and watch a man poop. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right about that. Supposedly that's, that's what Odell Beckham likes to do. The wide receiver likes to have women do that to him. He's in a pod, they say, about <laughs> Odell Beckham and I. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for the call. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Mark from West Springfield. Sure it is. I uh, just wanted to say that uh, you guys were talking about women in the porn. My wife is into the Oculus porn. Oh, really? It's like the virtual, oh, yeah. the, vir- the virtual goggles and all that stuff, huh? You got it. Woo. And uh, and and that works for her. Oh, it works very well for her. And for you, yeah. Well, you don't even need to oh, be in the house. It definitely works out for me really well. <laughs> all right, that's good. That's good to know. You should try it sometime. Yeah, I th- I'm afraid I'd bump into furniture if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you sit in your chair. Set the boundaries right, get nice and comfy, get your lotion ready, you know, that kind of thing. Put the lotion in the basket. Uh, I'm already feeling very uncomfortable now. <laughs> Thanks for the call. 293-1021 is the number. And by the way, that one caller re- was referring to the mass hat from earlier this morning, the guy who took a crap on his neighbor's glass table that was sitting on the porch. That's disgusting. Yes. <laughs> and it leaves streaks. And that brings us to this. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm so glad to hear that. You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this with Bax, Steve, and Dave in the morning mm-hmm. on Rock 102. You're only hearing what you want to hear. Marge stepping all over the intro there. So nice she said it twice. <laughs> so, the Batman premiered over the weekend. Anyone? Anyone yet? Not nope. yet. Seen nope. it? No, nope. nothing. Me Wait neither. until the price goes down. Yeah. But apparently one theater had a big issue with the Batman premiere. During a showing of the new movie, The Batman, this weekend in Austin, an actual bat infiltrated the theater. At first people were like, finally, 3D without the glasses. They, they've done it. They figured it out. Jimmy Fallon on his show. And uh, by the way, they're talking about Austin, Texas, where that particular theater had premiered The Batman. And some guy unleashed a bat inside the theater. Sort of his little prank. It's not that much different from like a Rocky Horror Picture Show with people throwing pieces of toast at the screen. Yeah, and rice, right? What about Ozzy? Was he there to eat the head off the top of it? <laughs> are that they, I know of. Are they available at the concession stand? If he had been in Austin, I'm sure maybe that would have been the case. And by the way, the minor league baseball team in Austin, Texas is the bats because they have all sorts of bats living under bridges and stuff by the thousands. Apparently it's a huge problem down there. I like the concession sand thing. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a bat. Hey, you guys have got it already. Uh, We've been working on this for weeks. I can hear that. Uh, We've been working on this for about a day and a half right here. Clip number two. We're all 
everybody plays Sitting on the pot, it is how I start my day Wordle, the green tiles turn I get up in the morning and I do my Wordle first Oh, You guys, Wordle, are you playing? Uh, I have played. I uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. My sister was in town, and she uh, she she's like, "Oh, you gotta play this!" And I started playing it. It's fun, um, but I like I, I didn't really like I wasn't gonna continue doing it every day. I yeah. see these people posting these posts every day. Ridiculous! How fi- how smart they are! Right. Uh, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> well, I, don't, you know. I don't like playing games that require a lot of brain power. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything that's too intellectual. Well, you could go for one of the knockoffs to Wordle, by the way. There are a bunch of them out there. I believe one is called Turtle. Yes. And there's also one called Quartle, which you have to solve four puzzles simultaneously. Ah, uh, see, now uh, you just now. Hey, well, yeah, it's like too much. It's like that's, that 3D chess or yeah, whatever. I don't want to like, play a game that's going to give me any level of anxiety or, you know, uh, or you know, self-esteem issues. <laughs> Wordle, by the way, is... The online game that gives players six tries to guess a five-letter word, and it changes daily. And by the way, the New York Times recently purchased Wordle. Yeah. Eventually, it's going to be a pay thing, even though it's free right now. Well, either way, I mean, it's I think it's a way for them to try to get people to buy subscriptions to uh, to the newspaper. Mm-hmm. But uh, the cheating part. This is this is the worst part. Exactly right. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought it up, Steve, because a significant number of people are cheating. On Wordle. Now, why would you do that? First because of all? we're Americans. That's why. That's what we do. So rather than trying to deduce the answer to the daily game, mm-hmm. players across the country are choosing to look up the answer on Google. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the, <laughs> the, the biggest cheaters right here in New England. They've got studies on this. Oh, we've never been known to be accused of cheating on anything. No, are you kidding me? By the way, if you're not cheating, you're not playing to win. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Massachusetts had the fifth highest rate of cheating on Wordle with the state's most Google searches for the answers coming back on February 18th when the word of the day was dodge. But residents still searched less often in mass than those in New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Vermont, and the number one place where people are searching the most yeah. Washington D.C. Oh, really? Yeah. What a shocker! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, the whole. Ch- I see these people post these things every single day, and I'm like, I'm not. Get- I I don't want to go into your little intelligent world. And now that it comes out that everybody's cheating on it, I know you're a fraud. That's what you are. Well, it's like the uh, the Farmville of uh, 2022. Yeah, no well, one's playing Farmville anymore. Was there cheat codes for Farmville? Of course there were. There was. I assume. Do you have any good ones? (laughs) I want to go back for a cost. Coming up next in the sports, the man they call Chucky Sideburns. All the details straight ahead on Rock 102. Certainly knew the rules, and even he admitted that what he did was stupid. And yet, you still didn't stop him from picking up his phone and doing it anyway. You see, folks, the reason the league or any corporation has rules is to persuade people like you and me not to violate them. Because when you do... Terrible things sometimes happen. That's why I would suggest following those rules and deleting the FanDuel app from your phone as a precaution. Just a suggestion. <laughs> but hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Are we talking paint? Then you need to talk to Josh at the Liberty Street Rockies or Caroline at the Agawam Rockies or Dina at the Island Pond Rockies. Get a painting project? You know where to go. Good people paint people at rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. 
Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Aerosmith on Rock 102. 36 right now where we are in East Longmeadow. We ain't going much higher. Highs in the low 40s today with sun and clouds. Tomorrow, a little bit of snow and highs in the 30s. I got an email from Ivan this morning asking me for a bunch of money to help him and his family out over in the Ukraine. Yeah, that's a, and I'm sure you just opened up your bank account and gave you whatever you could. Oh, I, uh, I gave him my social security number, my credit card information, and uh, my banking and routing and account <laughs> info. Very, boy. very, very smart. Uh, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com is is on the phone. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Terrific. Good to be with you. Steve, I'm, I'm glad you're doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I don't listen to anything you say, and I just do whatever yeah, I want. That, that's, a, that's always good to do with a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> I am used to that. <laughs> so we, we talked to uh, Paul Kozer from V1 Vodka. He's out on the uh, the Polish-Ukrainian border uh, you know, this week, uh, you know, helping people you know cross the border. Anytime there is a humanitarian crisis in the world, whether it's war or natural disaster, that's when the worst form of human being comes out of the woodwork and starts uh, imposing scams on uh, on people. This Ukrainian problem is no different. Tell us what uh, what's been going on. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right, Bax. You can go back, you know, I remember when uh, Hurricane Katrina hit. And uh, suddenly, before before FEMA could get there, the scammers were there. You know, when there are wildfires, anything, and so it shouldn't be surprising that there are really some scum of the scum uh, that are taking advantage uh, of the uh, Ukrainian uh, the invasion of Ukraine. So the biggest one deals with uh, charity because people want to give. You know, Steve, you were joking about your your email from Ivan. Right. People are getting phone calls, text messages. Messages, uh, emails, they're seeing on social media requests for contribution to charities. And the problem is you can never be sure when you're contacted in any of these fashions if they are legitimate charities or if there's somebody posing as a legitimate charity. So the best thing you can do is to go to a website called charitynavigator.org. It's a terrific website, and it's free. And what it will do is you put in the, the name of the charity that you're interested in, and it will tell you a couple of things. One, it will tell you right off the bat whether this is a phony charity or not. But secondarily, it will also tell you with a so-called legitimate charity, and legitimate's in quotes there, how much they spend on their own salaries and administrative costs and how much actually goes to help people. Hmm. So that's one, of the, that's one of the best places you can go. And also remember, even if you're on the national do not call list, which I recommend for everybody, uh, it, the do not call list has an exception for charities. So uh, you still may get a call from a legitimate charity, but you never know when you get the call whether it is legit or not. I just typed in Scamicide on uh, Charity Navigator, and uh, you are not legit, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that. <laughs> right. But, but the, the, the reality is, is that some people will, will, will donate, and this will slip through the cracks, and they may wind up you know, losing money, and, and for whatever reason, their identity may be, be compromised. Once that happens to you, what recourse do you really have? Do you have any recourse? You, uh, in the law, it would say you do. In the real world, it would say you don't. Because uh, the, the bottom line is uh, that you can file a complaint when you become a, uh, a victim 
of, uh, say, identity theft or this kind of credit card fraud with your local police. And as we used to say in Boston, good luck to you and the Red Sox. They don't know how to do it. They don't have anything to do it. So many of these scams are from overseas. And as a matter of fact, I am sure that a lot of these charity scams are uh, starting from Russia. And uh, enforcing these is really difficult. But it's a good point that you make in regard to, you know, what do you do? Because even though you are not going to get any benefit from uh, filing a police, com- uh, police complaint, it is important to do that because if you do end up becoming a victim of identity theft and you're on the defensive and have to prove those charges aren't by me, you will have a record that you reported that you were a victim, and that will help you at least uh, avoid some of the uh, charges run up by the uh, identity thief. Steve, I've noticed that when you get a phishing or scam email, sometimes the people writing those emails are very good at writing enticing wording in the subject line. Are there red flags you should be looking out for there? Yeah, and and one of the things, David, is that uh, where do they get that enticing wording? You know, we often uh, years ago there was a uh, there was a cartoon called Pogo, and Pogo says mm-hmm. we have met the enemy, and he is us, <laughs> and we make the mistake of putting too much information on social media. So often what they do is the the scammers will be checking out our social media, see the kinds of things we're we're interested in, and they will use those as what we call spear phishing. They're going to target that phishing email to us. You know, sometimes it's even uh, these what seem like innocuous uh, quizzes. You know, what was the uh, the first concert that you ever uh, went to? What was the, uh, oh, I don't know, what, what was your pet's name? What can happen is, you know, I've got a, I've got a son-in-law who's a, in a uh, Eagles tribute band. Sneaky little bastard, but still, but he's a good guy. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I like the Eagles. I'll even go to see Tommy. But the bottom line is, if I see something, I may trust that. But the scammers know that. The other thing is, sometimes you're answering the question, what was your your first pet's name? And it turns out that's your security question. And they use that to get to your bank account. Mm -hmm. So uh, the old trust me, you can't trust anybody. Uh, Jumping tracks a little bit, Steve. I I found this really interesting thing that my Chase credit card is now offering, which is a weekly credit score uh, thing that they they come along, and you've you've said in the past that that's your right to have that credit score on a weekly basis. Isn't that correct, or am I wrong on that? Well, it's not so much the uh, the credit score, but uh, since the pandemic started, uh, we used to have the the right to get a uh, free copy of our credit report. Uh, yearly, once a year from each of the three major credit reporting agencies. And what I told people to do is get one from Experian, then four months later, one from Equifax, and then one from TransUnion. Since the uh, pandemic, they've extended that to you can get one free uh, from each of them. But that's just your credit report. It isn't your credit score. So that kind of a, of a service that uh, your legitimate uh, bank is, is offering, I think, is a, is a terrific service. Yeah. Because what it'll do is it'll help you uh, not only monitor, but it'll let you know if you do become a victim of identity theft when your score drops. Yeah, I I, uh, I totally agree how useful that service is. And the other thing that they offer, and this was something I noticed yesterday, because the, the score thing has been out for at least a year, I think. But this yeah. other portion of it where they said it, it was some kind of search that they did and they said we found black web monitoring black web monitoring Mm. yes i think this is awesome and i was so surprised to see 
they had an email address from me and a very, very, very old password that I know I don't use anymore. <laughs> uh, and and it yeah. was and I was like, wow, that must have been like ten years ago that I had put this this email and somebody had hacked the password at, at that point. But I'm I'm one of those guys that's very I like to change my passwords up a lot. My personal ones. My work yep. one is uh, Bosco. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your password right <laughs> yeah, now? It's Bosco. And, and my credit card you know, number the, is four two eight nine six one. Yeah, you know there was a they were going around when, when somebody asked for your social security number at you know say you go to the doctor who doesn't need it but we they ask for it and we give it to them uh, years ago when I was writing my my first book on identity theft. I saw floating around on the internet. It said, "When whenever you're asked for a social security number and you don't want to get into a hassle with them, just give them Richard Nixon's." And they have this thing called the Master Death Index. Uh, social Security has it. It used to be easy to access, and you could get the social security number of anyone who died. And uh, the one that was Nixon's floating around on the internet was legit. <laughs> the thing is. We have all been victims of data breaches, and if you want to find out some of them that you have, there's a, a site, free site, called Have I Been Pawned, but there's no A in pond, so it's just P-W-N-E-D. And you type in your email address, and it will tell you all of the data breaches that you recently have been victimized in. And that's where, if you're using the same password for everything, you are in trouble, because it's going to get hacked, and what's going to happen is they either use it for two things. One, maybe to get at your bank account or an account that's really sensitive, or two, to convince you, like the email to you, that it's legit. I got a, uh, a chuckle. Uh, there was a uh, extortion email that was going out saying, we've got videos of you that we hacked your webcam, which can happen, uh, watching porn and um, getting some five-finger exercises. Yeah. <laughs> and they include... A, uh, uh, they include a password. And, uh, you know, I got one of these, and I immediately discounted it. I did kind of chuckle when I got a, uh, a, a call uh, from one of my granddaughters saying, I just got this email. I said, uh, don't worry about it. So you do have to be careful and have a unique uh, password for all of your accounts. You can uh, check out what Steve has written on uh, about the Ukraine on uh, the Saturday Evening Post website, also scamicide.com. Steve Weissman, great to talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Terrific. It's 820. Thanks, you bet. It's 821 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 829 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly cloudy today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, clouds with some snow and rain, high of 35. It is 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Tomorrow on the show, our, uh, our good buddy Marty Caproni will be in the studio. Uh, local, the, uh, the godfather of uh, Springfield comedy. Will uh, will be with I, us. I don't think he deserves that title. No, he doesn't. But, but yeah. consider there's a uh, there's nobody else to hold on to that mantle. I'm going to dis- uh, bestow it upon Marty. Okay. Because right, is that the hill you want to die on? That's the hill you're going to die on. <laughs> and coming up next in the news, a little girl singing in a Ukrainian bomb shelter has gone viral. We've got the audio for you next on Rock 102. Certified. Eight thirty-two. With uh, back Steve and Dave and Rock 102, it is time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Latest on Ukraine and Russia. The shelling of Ukraine continues even after Russia announced a, quote, ceasefire starting yesterday morning and a third round of talks between the two countries producing no satisfactory results so far. 
But here's a little silver lining. A little girl in a Ukrainian bomb shelter singing Ukrainian version of Let It Go from Frozen. Her name is Amelia, and the video has gone viral and captured the hearts of people all over the world. Here's a clip. Steve, you've uh, can you res- uh, can you translate any of that stuff? Uh, yes, it's uh, let it go, let it go, uh, don't hold it back anymore, um, and that's about it. That's okay. all. I, that's yeah, all I read. I, and yeah. you know what? I would have really went with. Do you want to build a snowman? But that's just my preference. <laughs> or loving is an open door. That's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Olaf, isn't Olaf the snowman? From, he is. Yeah. Olaf is the snowman. Well, maybe, yeah. they, maybe they're sort of like at odds with Olaf over in Ukraine. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Olaf, get out! <laughs> right. Uh, well, he can use the humanitarian corridor to get out of the country. Gauntlet. By the way, the, yeah, those, those are still open, by the way, according yeah. to Russia, the humanitarian corridors, but only if you're escaping Ukraine to get to Belarus or Russia, not if you're going to Poland, for instance. Yeah, they're uh, they're kind of lying about this whole uh, corridor thing. Oh, it's perfectly safe. No, 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 no. We will only bomb your neighbor, not you. Just come on over. We're mm-hmm. only bombing westbound traffic. We got free ice cream over here in the real in the USSR. Did you ever see the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I yes, I have. Watch your language, sir. <laughs> the- the one of the most evil characters in all of moviedom, the child catcher from that. Oh you, yeah! Oh yeah. my God, was that guy horrifying? And he used similar types of lures to get people into his uh, candy wagon. Oh little, yeah, little kids. Oh yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah, you know, that's uh, how they used to do it back in the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang days. <laughs> Yeah, but you want to talk about a car that could do everything? It could fly, it could yes. float. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, it could uh, it could operate on less than uh, four dollars and nineteen cents per yeah. gallon. I mean, it could do all kinds of things. Great movie, and the kids will have your have your young daughter seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Steve? Mm, no, no, I uh, don't really want to watch grooming movies. With my it's kids. not about grooming. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. I think your daughters would love it. I'm just saying. Well, I don't we, know. We could try. It's a 1968 uh, classic with Dick Van Dyke. And Sally Ann Howes, who's yes. gorgeous. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Encanto is the big one in my house right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, that is big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, there might be a problem with one of Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno's recent police commission appointees. We talked about it on this show. We gave you the list. Well, apparently Robert Jackson may not last on the police commission. Listen, I handpicked these people by myself. This is Mayor Dom Dom saying, Mr. Jackson, along with his brother Tito and his sister Janet and uh, Latoya, all of them good people. Good people. This guy should be definitely on the board. Right. He's not like he's Joe Jackson, the father of the Jackson Five. The, the one who did, is she really going out with him? Right. No. Yeah. Different different color that, and everything. That I guy think. beat up Michael Jackson when he was a kid. I don't think. Well, I mean, he had a height advantage. I mean, but that <laughs> Joe Jackson's at least 6'9". Right. So, according to a review, there may be a conflict of interest because Mr. Jackson 
who was appointed to the board by Dom Sarno, also owns a private security business that's affiliated with the city of Springfield. Hello, dingbats. I told you. You have to have a diverse board, and this guy happens to own a security company. What is the harm in having him have a say in the police work around here? Well, maybe Dom will have his say and win this argument. I don't know. You know, I uh, really pride myself in the fact that I can call the mayor of Springfield a dingbat to his face, and he will call me one right back. I think that's great. You've earned those stripes, I have Dave. earned that. Yeah. You've earned that. If I called him a dingbat 10 years ago, he would have chased me out of town already. Well, Mayor Sarno might be a dingbat if he doesn't accept the $3 million that Amtrak is offering up. They're contributing that amount of money to the city of Springfield to help renovate the downtown entrance to Riverfront Park, which would make it more handicap accessible and have other benefits as well. The payment of the $3 million from Amtrak to the city of Springfield is contingent upon it being accepted officially by the mayor and the city council. Are, are they talking about the entrance that crosses the train tracks themselves? Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're talking about. But is, is there a reason? Did he give a reason why? Because I'm sure there's a good reason why he didn't accept the money. Oh, no, no. I, I, I think he's going to accept it. It's just, it's just a formality at this point. I don't, oh. I don't think there's a good reason why he wouldn't accept it, at least not yeah. that I'm aware of. Well, I, don't I mean, because, yeah. listen, during the fireworks... Uh, I, I have seen a couple of occasions where the train slowly goes by while people are trying to cross the tracks to get into the park. Mm -hmm. That's a little dangerous. Now, there is an underpass up the road a little bit that you can go into, but I think on a regular night, you'd be a damn fool to try. Speaking of underpass, uh, I was just thinking about the underpass saloon. You remember that? It's now called something else. It's in Wilbraham. It's uh, Yeah. Yeah, what was the name? It's been a couple of different things, and I don't uh, remember what it is now. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know what it is right now. It well, it's it's a classy place now, but back in the day when it was the Underpass Saloon, my dad would go drink there. Really? Yeah, and the guy, the bartender, was this like karaoke guy. Uh huh. And uh, he would want to be going through his karaoke music rather than serve the patrons, so he would. Uh, put an entire bottle of booze in front of whoever so they could pour their own serve shots. Serve yourself? Serve yourself. And wow. then uh, it was on the honor system. You'd tell him how many shots you had, and he'd ring you up later. Uh, I'm, and I'm sure everybody Oh, I'm, yeah. Everybody was on the up and up on that one. Yeah, it was, uh, it, 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 it was eventually called the finally went underpass saloon <laughs> because they were losing so much money with the bottles of booze sitting out on the table. I remember going to the Stonewall. And uh, it was some friends of mine. The old, you know, the the, the Stonewall was downtown. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. like one of the oldest bars in all of Springfield. Cool. And it was a very, very tiny place. Yeah. And uh, you know, we walked in there with some friends, and we said, "Hey, round of drinks for everybody here." We're only like six people there. <laughs> Good move. And the bartender was so exhausted from making, I think, ten drinks at a time. Oh yeah. That she had to go step out and uh, and have a cigarette before she could serve anybody else. Mm -hmm. So she left a bunch of drunk people in a bar with no bartender or supervision. I don't know if uh, if she lasted very long over there, but uh, it was a very tempting 20 minutes, I have to tell you. That's that's a good time. Yeah. When somebody lets you have uh, at it at the bar, <laughs> belly me up, my friend. By the way, it's called the tap room now. Hmm.
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Tap room. Yeah. Yes, that's what it's called. Yeah. Let me introduce you guys to Aspergillus Versicolor. Well, hello, Aspergillus Versicolor. How are you? We're the law form of Aspergillus and Versicolor. No, Aspergillus Versicolor is the species of toxic cancer-causing mold that was found at the Roderick L. Ireland Courthouse. And so some lawyers yesterday had a press conference to announce how dangerous this is. And, you know, we may have some of that growing right outside our window here at the Rock 102 studio. Have you ever eaten Aspergillus? No. Well, I'm just saying it might uh, not, might be something you want. Not that I know of, anyway. Could be tasty. Yeah, Aspergillus versicolor may have caused ALS in a couple of yeah. guys who passed away. Judges Robert F. Kumar Jr. and William Boyle, both using offices at the courthouse. Actually, they both used the same office. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you would think that after two prominent people uh, passed away from illnesses related to this. A a relatively rare uh, ALS. Exactly. As as well. That you would say, you know what, maybe painting over the vents of the mold Mm -hmm. might not be a good idea. Maybe we should just knock this building down and build a brand new one somewhere. Well, can't we claim that we've got the Aspergillus here and that... Petri dish right behind your your neck. Why, I, why don't you send the email? See how, I, I how far that gets you. I, I've consumed it. so much aspergillus, um, uh, my pee smells funny. <laughs> That's asparagus, Steve. Oh, okay, I didn't realize. <laughs> the steaming tender restaurant in Palmer was evacuated Saturday after reports of a suspicious vehicle in the parking lot. Palmer police received a call from an unknown individual claiming a suspicious vehicle containing possible evidence of explosives Mm. was parked at the restaurant on 28 Depot Street in Palmer. So it was believed to be a swatting incident. Ah, swatting. I was going to say, who in their right mind would call in a bomb threat to the steaming tender? Which sounds like one of them donkey punch things anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. does. Ooh, would you like a steaming tender? I don't know if if there's ever been any explosives at the steaming tender, but I have seen people get bombed at that bar over there. (laughs) And and how do you distinct between any suspicious car and Palmer from the others? Good point. Yeah, good point. Have you actually been to the steaming tender? I have not. The steaming tender is a good restaurant. It's a good place. It's one of the coolest looking places on the inside. Yeah. I, I well, yeah because it's an old railroad station yeah and they they put the platform and the tra- Dave the trains go by while you're eating nice. your prime rib all right which is pretty neat that sounds fun and actually uh, the uh, the breakfast buffet on a Sunday is not too bad either was somebody uh, did they figure out the swatting thing was like somebody playing a video game or what was going on they're not sure they're investigating this suspicion that it was a swatting call. A swatting call, by the way, is a tactic to deceive dispatchers so they send police and emergency service response teams to an address where there's nothing going on. you got to be careful not to step in one of them steaming tenders. No, you don't. Your shoes will be smelling for a week. Remember they had the uh, the Palmer High School a couple of years ago? They had, like, bomb threats. Like, like every week. Every other day. Yeah, it was, it was going on every other day. It was crazy. I wonder if that uh, had anything to do with that. And finally, uh, results of a survey I promised last hour, we didn't get to it, uh, one poll found out that uh, 65% of Americans say they have some kind of, quote, cure-all in their homes. What do you mean? Like a, like a some kind of... Uh, like a homemade type of thing? Yes, could be almost anything. There aren't many specifics attached to this survey, but the most popular remedies were antibiotic ointments and petroleum jelly, which could be ingested or... 
put on topically, and this fell into the category of cure-alls that people have in their homes. Do you guys have any, like, family recipes for cure-alls that have been around for centuries? My grandmother had this. Uh, it was like a homemade cough syrup, and it was made with, like, I'm trying to remember what the hell was in it. It was like elderberry, probably. No, no, no. It was like dandelion, honey, honey and lemon, and booze, mm, and man. rock candy, and it was in lemon, and it tasted just gross. Huh? But damned if it didn't work. Really? I don't know. I, I don't even know what the recipe was. I know we, we we made it when we were kids, and we put it in giant mason jars, and, yeah. and it lasted for forever. And and you you benefited from this yourself? Yeah, it worked. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're on a like a coughing fit, and you have a couple of you know tablespoons of that stuff. You're not coughing anymore. You're puking because it tastes terrible, but at least you're not coughing. Steve, cure alls at your house? Yes or no? I, I don't have any cure alls. I mean, uh, I mean, you do like like the cold thing. Like you can uh, take regular eucalyptus. You don't have to go buy Vicks. Mm -hmm. You can just get like, eucalyptus oil to kind of uh, clear the air and put sure. it in a like, humidifier or yeah. something. But that, I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any home remedy. I mean, I made a I made a pipe out of a Pepsi can. Is that uh, work? That's close. That, that, That's uh, close. Is that a cure all? Yeah. That's right. a cure all. Remedy something? Sure, why not? It was a cure all for at that moment. I'll tell you that. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, yeah. what else? Yeah. It cured your boredom at that moment. That's I guess, right. right? Uh, well, mine was uh, my aunt Helene, who I talked about on the show, I think last week, who got stuck in the bathtub one time at Thanksgiving. It, yes. Same woman there with the one single hair corkscrewing out of her chin. She loved to serve up sarsaparilla, and she claimed it fixed. All of your problems. What? Is, what is that? It's like root beer, essentially. It's kind of like a more. Isn't it more like a Dr Pepper? Kind of birch beer, root beer, Dr Pepper. Okay, I guess to all of that. So Mr Pib. What about Mr Pib? Why not? Everybody forgets about Mr Pib. Sure. Sarsaparilla. I was, forgot all about Mr Pib. It was the cure all for us. Yes. Sarsaparilla. If you have any cure alls you want to tell us about from your family, feel free. Two nine three one zero two one is the number. We got highs in the low forties today with sun and clouds. Tomorrow we might have a little snow, maybe an inch or so. Highs in the thirties for tomorrow. Hey, that's your news on Rock one zero two. Hampshire Fire Protection LLC. Rock one zero two Springfield's classic rock. It's eight fifty three. And Tom Petty with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. It is going to be uh, partly sunny to mostly cloudy today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, clouds with some snow showers and a high of 35. It is 35 in downtown Springfield. How messed, how messed up is this? We're sitting here, right? And uh, I had to ask you guys, hey, did we talk about this whole thing about COVID brain? And the reason I asked is I couldn't remember whether we had talked about the COVID brain. What What's I COVID say? brain? I said, I don't know. Yeah, and you said we did talk about the COVID brain, and I'm thinking, did we really talk about the COVID brain? Apparently, according to a study published earlier this week, yesterday, in the, uh, the journal Nature, it's believed uh, to be the largest of its kind. It found that brains of those who had COVID-19 had a greater loss of gray matter and abnormalities in the brain tissue compared to those who didn't have COVID-19. And many of those changes are related to the sense of smell, or the you know, the sense of taste. Uh, frankly, I think I'm dressing the same way I always have with you know you know good matching fabrics and uh, nothing that clashes. But my taste has hardly been affected. And you're not wearing white so that you I would never, not you know, to clash with somebody well, having a wedding. Well, not after Labor Day. I mean, I'm not crazy, but I'm just saying. Uh, apparently, COVID brain is is a real thing, and I'm just wondering. Well, you know, I had COVID. You had COVID. Mm -hmm. I can't remember whether we had it. Uh, had what? What are you talking about? Who? The the COVID brain. Oh, the COVID brain. You know, I've noticed that uh, the taste thing, uh, yeah, there's a difference in how I've t been tasting foods. 
Like it, it tastes how so? Not as robust, not as flavorful as you know. Because I, I try to make a lot of things at home, you know, my to my own liking, right? And uh, feels like it might be a little bland. Some of it, it's a, I don't know. It's weird. As long as we're on health issues, I'll just throw this out there because yeah. my mom just texted me. She's listening, as you can, by the way, online. She's in Vero Beach, Florida. And she says, uh, good morning. She says, some doctors, well, first of all, she said about Aunt Helene and the sarsaparilla we were talking about, yeah. the cure-all. She yeah. said she also had vanilla extract on hand all the time because it had alcohol in it. Although she could say, hey, this is like, you know, natural. It's is, that good. Like, is that like Kitty Dukakis doing the shots of rubbing yeah. alcohol? Kind of. Kind of. Did you, did you ever taste that uh, vanilla extract? Yeah, it's it like yeah, it burns. It, like, yeah, I, and you have to be like a severe alcoholic to like really put that down your throat. <laughs> hey, if you're desperate. And then my mom also wrote. This is interesting. She said some doctors now are stopping weigh-ins at health checkups because they fear the scale scares people from coming in when they should be coming in to check for various issues they have. Well, I don't like stepping right. on a scale, but that would be no reason to avoid going to the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, having a finger jammed up inside you—that's oh, a good reason a good, to not yeah. feel happy about going to a doctor. Well, we're doing away with that too, didn't we? Didn't we cover that ground? Earlier? Yeah, it's not like so. Now it's a blood test. Yes, which you know to me is a little unsatisfying. But you know, okay, if if that means uh, I don't get as intimate with my doctor as I normally would, then I guess that's just the way it, it's going to have to be. <laughs> but COVID brain. You know, it's like, you know, we're dealing with so many different health issues Mm -hmm. and we really don't know what the long term ramifications of any of this is going to be. Nope. Smaller testicles. I think we covered that one, too. Yeah, we, it was it the testicles or was it the the joint? Because I I heard it was like the the joint was uh, could be negatively effective. Some of us can't really afford the loss. (laughs) They tested hamsters and found out shrinkage in the testicles, not because they were in the pool. I'm not so sure about that. What I mean, if it's uh, what I read is that it was having an effect on the twig, not the berries. Yes. Yeah. And that is a very scary prospect. (laughs) Listen, I can still get it in half of my hand, so it hasn't shrunk any more than it did. (laughs) (laughs) And you have very small hands. I can still disappoint just as many people today as ever. That's right, baby. It's 857 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102.